Yes, James listen. James Crochet led the team. He wouldn't run the ball the way he he ran like tonight. Mm-hmm. Times, but he took off. Now, if we're drafting all these players in the first round, spending money on these players, that plays. And there is not much that teams are going to do when you're winning. Even if you ain't selling what I got to say, I can write and blow it up and sew it away. Congrats to Ferris for Giants. I know you're happy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you all for joining me here today, Rogue Minds. This is your man, Hendo, with another edition of Ravens Online on Gatekeepers. And for those of y'all that don't know, this is a safe space. It really is a safe space. This is a place where we talk football with friends and family, and we are all family here, one way or another. We all fall under that Ravens umbrella, and sometimes families argue, they fight, they disagree, but in the end, we all come together. So we come here today to give you some different views, opinions, and thoughts on the Ravens organization, sports, and life in general. Um, I hope you all have fun while you're here. I hope you express yourself, be honest. But one thing is that I ask from you is be respectful. That's all that I ask. And I've asked you to bring facts over feelings. Don't bring your feelings in here. Bring facts. So let's get this show popping. Whew. Uh, today was not a good day for the Baltimore Ravens. It was not. I had to admit that. I'm a little bit down right now. So I don't, you know, I don't even know if I want to stream right now. You know, maybe I don't, I don't want to speak upon the things that I want to speak on. Maybe I want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. The first, let me let you all know, we are streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and now we are in audio form. So on your favorite audio platforms, we are out there. We are live, just to let you know. All right. Let's jump into this and see who we got up in this stream. Ah, Early, like really, really early. Attitude Pop. Welcome, Attitude Pop. If you uh, came back in here. Let's have a good day. We know that you, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, tend to spam a little bit too much, but it is what it is. Man, sugar in the house. He said, do you smell that? You smell what Jacksonville is cooking, and it is called disappointment. And I agree wholeheartedly, 100%. We got my man, Mr. Jay in the house. He said, whatever you do, don't blame this on the Panthers. Nothing to do with today. Now, for those of you that do not know, there is a curse that's been going throughout the NFL this season. And all the teams up until last week that have played the Jacksonville Jaguars lost the next week, except for last week when Cincinnati coming off a bye and the Atlanta Falcons actually won. But I guess we're starting that trend up again. So now teams that have played the Carolina Panthers are now two and nine following playing them during the season. I don't know what it is. They got the voodoo, the hex, who knows, but 
something we couldn't escape. So yes, I'm going to. I'm not going to blame it on them, but it has something to do with it and the weather delay. We got Anthony Mississippi in the house. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that forty-three million dollars secondary. We got my patron Yolanda B in the house, and I want to thank Yolanda. She just upgraded her patronage to the West Baltimore County tier. I thank you for that. Appreciate it. And for those of you that don't know, just go down in the comments, patreon.com, sign up, come be in the Discord. We have some fun. You can do some things, get some videos. You can request certain things. Uh, yesterday, we came out with a patron requested video where the patrons sent in questions via video, and I answered them and put them on my page. So if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out. But thank you once again. We got lunch break hot take in the house. What's going on, Jose Brodney? Yes, defund the defense. Hey, if you guys want some other hot content, go over to lunch break hot take. Subscribe. Also, if you're into boxing, go to their rankings channel. Excellent content. Even if you aren't into boxing, they will make you fans. A man D. Weeze is in the house. He said, I told you the Panthers curse. Listen, if you're looking for some betting action, go over to Backyard Action Media. My man D. Weezy will hook you up with the bets, especially now in Maryland, that we can bet via these apps. I myself have not been able to bet because for some reason for the last three days, they just couldn't verify my address. I don't know what that's all about, but I'll try again because I'm trying to get my free $200. SL, what's going on? He said footballs. Yes, American football. We didn't play it that well, but it is what it is. We got Danity in the house. <laughs> Danity says, uh, fire EDC, send the whole defense on a hot mega bus back to Baltimore. Uh, I mean, I agree with you, but we got to roll. We got to roll with it right now. I don't think anybody's getting fired, but I do think Greg Roman may be on the hot seat, and we will discuss that a little bit later on. Got my man Big Reg in the house. What's going on? Jared Green. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Justin Phillips. Yeah, you know, I guess we are the Atlanta Falcons North because we just can't seem to hold a lead. Now, today was the first game this season that we had not held a 10-point lead during the game. We held a nine-point lead in the fourth quarter, couldn't keep it up, but it's the first game we did not have a double-digit lead for the first time this season. And apparently we need it because we should have won this game. <laughs> Danny says you fell off. <laughs> well, listen. I had to make somebody the the one dollar tier in East Baltimore and West Baltimore were already taken, so I couldn't put North because you know North Baltimore is a little bit better than South Baltimore, so you know it had to be the South. You know, you you know if you've been to Baltimore and you know the difference, you know how it is in South Baltimore. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> uh, who else we got in here? We got Evil Lamar. What's going on? Yeah. Um, I just had a feeling. Like I said, I researched that curse. I knew about the curse, so I thought something was going to happen. Plus, you know, we as a team, we don't like prosperity. We aren't really good with continuing a win streak. Now, we did it in 2019, but for some reason after that, we we don't like layups. You know, we like the hard three-pointers. We like the fadeaway three-pointers from half court. We don't like layups. We got DDSQ. What's going on? Chilling. Just – uh. Sitting over here just trying to wrap my mind around this loss. You know what I mean? We got Rock Sun in the house. What's going on, man? Oh, I'm sorry. Rock you, son. Was it Rock Sun? I can't remember. Let me know. 
We got Sharon. How you doing, Sharon? Thank you for joining us here tonight. He said the coaches have to go, period. I'm tired of this stale play calling from Giro. I would have to agree with you, but as we get into this game, I can't really put a lot of this on Giro. I mean, he did have some whack play calls, and we do seem to struggle in the red zone, but he didn't drop balls. He didn't overthrow wide open receivers. I mean, I don't like him. I don't want him. But, you know what I'm saying, you can't put a lot of this on here. And, right, underdog kings, we thrive in the underdog role. When we're favorites, we tend to slip up or play down the competition. So we got my man, Eric Allen, here. He says, greeting, brother, man. Another most excellent show as always. Great eight deserves so much better. Do you think he'll resign with the Ravens next year? No. I don't think that Lamar is going to resign with us. I think that they're going to franchise tag him and he's going to request a trade because to me, Lamar does everything he has to do for this, this community, this city, this team. And for them to franchise tag him is kind of a slap in his face because they're not extending the mutual respect. They're not showing that they fully believe in him by giving him what he's asking for. Even though, as we've seen in these games, he's, everything that we have, you know, um, we saw, we, 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 we put all our money into defense and they seem to let us down time after time. And even in this game, we gave up 18 points in the fourth quarter as a defense. Lamar brought us back with two minutes left to put us in position to win. And this, this overpriced defense that's supposed to be so elite, let the team down once again. So, if they're not willing to pony up this money, like I don't think he's going to sit down at the table with them anymore. They literally have to walk up to Lamar with a check and say, look, bro, this is what we're offering. This is what we're giving you. No questions asked. Everything. Keep it moving. But if they franchise tag him, he's gone. And I think a lot of people know it. So, you know, and once again, I, I hope and pray that, that you all follow me to whatever team Lamar goes to. Because if they fumble this bag, I don't know if I can stay doing a Ravens channel. I don't know. You know, it's just, it's, it's a little too much. <sighs> yes, this game was a joke. Nobody's getting fired. As we've seen in the other bad losses that we've had this season and prior seasons, nobody's going to get fired. And once again, Greg Roman may be on the hot seat. Fired? I doubt it. But I, but I think those, those seats are starting to get a little bit warm. If we lose to the Broncos and we struggle offensively, I think that, yeah, somebody might have to go. What's going on, J-Rom? Um, Duvernay looks hurt to you? Yes, his pride. His pride was really hurt. He dropped his first ball of the season. Um, he he idiotically came out of the end zone late in the fourth quarter and only got to the six-yard line. You're supposed to be a Pro Bowl kick returner. You're supposed to be smarter than this. You're supposed to be able to kind of check the temperature of the room and know what you're supposed to do. Take the touchback. Like, you're you're up. You're up at this point. There's no need for you to sit there and try to run it out and make a big play. Just take the touchback. We go from there. DDS says, uh, Andrew's had too many drops. Yes. So Ravens flock, I implore you. I'm asking you. I hope that you all see that he's not number one. Travis Kelsey, he's not dropping those balls. If you actually saw the Kansas City game these last three weeks alone, you can see that there are levels to this levels you got kelsey and you have andrews two different levels i mean 
he f- listen, he fumbled the ball on like what the fourth play of the game, which could have sw- turned the game around in the beginning, and we wouldn't have went through this. Like, come on. So, yeah, yeah, we need to do better. And if this is a, a playoff preview, we're one and done. We're one and done. What's going on, Todd Billing? Once a de- once again, the defense can't get stops when we need them. No, they can't. They can't. But we sink all our money into it. And I'm not saying anything to you all, but I will say all season long, y'all ride with us. Y'all sit there and say the same things that we say. You tell us that, listen, the offense is getting it done. We don't have good receivers. Things aren't adding up. This math ain't mathing. And as soon as the season ends, y'all start talking about more defense. We need more defense. Well, we've gotten more defense. We've invested in defense. We've drafted defense. And once again, with the game on the line, the defense let us down. Now, I wanted to, I was looking forward to this game for one reason and one reason only. Even though Jacksonville is a three and 17, they were the ninth rated offense in the NFL. So I wanted to see how we kind of matched up versus the ninth rated offense. And the returns weren't good. Not at all. And you also have to realize for three and a half quarters, Travis Etienne didn't even play. They played with their third string running back because they traded James Robinson. Um, they had a guy who hadn't run the ball all season long. So literally, we played against James Hasty, Trevor Lawrence, and Zay Jones. And we couldn't stop him with all the talent that we supposedly had on defense. Come on now. Man, Davon's in the house. What's going on, Davon? He said morale has to be the reason for a crowded training room at this point. The injuries are crazy. I mean, it's a fact. You know, morale has to be down. I mean, listen, if you look at Lamar and look at Lamar's body language, we've seen Lamar for the past four years, four and a half years. We've seen Lamar. Well, five years. We've seen Lamar. We've seen him and his body language. We've seen him lead this team. And if you look at him now, he's frustrated. He's angry. He knows this team isn't getting it done. He's frustrated at himself for some parts of it, but he just knows this isn't going to win. And we're going to get to playoffs. We're going to be one and done once again, and all of it's going to fall on Lamar. So then all we're going to hear all offseason is, why should the Ravens franchise tag him? Why should a team sign Lamar? Like, it's, it's, it's a broken record, and it's not his fault. Yes, Jimmy. EDC can't draft and everybody's been praising him for his drafts. Everybody's been praising him for all the things that he's done in this draft in particular that we had in 2022. Who's showing up in this draft? Now, I know that PFF has Hamilton rated the number one safety in the world, but it's PFF. They had uh, Geno Stone rated the third rated safety. Do we really think that Geno Stone is the third rated safety in the NFL? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, Dave, on the round table tomorrow, I can't wait. So for those of y'all that don't know, or if you haven't checked it out yet, tomorrow on Sip to Tally's channel, myself, Lunch Break Hot Take, open mic with OTR Mike, Chris just joking. We all sit around and we talk Ravens tomorrow at 9 p.m. Check it out if you have not. It is going to be fire, and you're going to get some different opinions, but they're all going to be real from the heart. You know, nothing disingenuous, none of this purple rose-colored glasses that says that everything is good. You know, we lost. Somebody's going to come out and say we lost by one point. You're going to go on Twitter. We only lost by one point. We only did this. Like, come on. <laughs> Big Bray says, why is D-Jack the fastest wide receiver on the team? 
because your boy EDC drafted it that way. Your boy EDC cannot pick wide receivers, nor can he pick talent because I hate to say it. And please don't come at me through the comments. But where was Owe? Where was Adafi Owe? Where was this first round pick? Patrick Queen, he had he had a couple good splash plays that looked good on tape. But where was he at when we needed him? Now, Roquan Smith, I can't give him credit. I got to give, give him credit. Like, he saved a touchdown. He was all over the field. But once again, the plays weren't splashy enough for what we're paying him. Yes, Danity. And I, like I said, look, don't get me wrong. The kid Hamilton, he may be a decent player. He may be a good player in the league, but not for the 14th overall pick. And I'm going to say this again. And I know this is a broken record. I'm beating a dead horse. But look at Garrett Wilson in New York. 100-some yards, two touchdowns. He is destroying the NFL. And I asked this question before. So you're telling me you wouldn't have given up Kyle Hamilton, Jordan Stout, and Charlie Kolar to pick up Garrett Wilson? I think he'd have made a difference in his game today. I think he would have caught those balls that those others did not. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's get into this game. <laughs> let's get into this game. The Baltimore Ravens lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Game started off promising. First play of the game, Lamar hits uh, Mark Andrews on a 25-yard pass. I'm thinking to myself, hey, we about to get rolling. It's about to be an easy game. I'm not paying attention until the next pass. Demarcus Robinson wide open. Lamar overthrows him. Like, okay, it happens, but the Jaguars defensively, they don't have really have too much. We should be looking good. Then we had some more drop passes. We had a fumble. Just things just weren't looking good for us. We also had a play at the, which kind of turned the game around for me, the play at the 50 yard line when it was fourth and one. Now, everybody knows when it's fourth and one, the Ravens are going to run Lamar power right. Power O right or power O left. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows this. And what did we do? We didn't get it. And what subsequently happens every time with the Ravens when there's a bad play, a mess up, a missed interception, a missed tackle, what happens? Jaguars went 28 yards and scored. Like, we should have we should have done better. We should have had better play calling. We should have actually kicked. We should actually punt it. If, if we're going to run that same stuff, we should have actually punt it. What's going on, Jake? Thank you for stopping by. Brian, thank you for joining us. Yes, Pat Ricard plays way, way too much. Too much. What's going on, Agent E? I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't, listen, you can't put this loss on Greg Roman, but he does have to go. He does have to go. I hate to keep beat. I hate to keep saying the same thing over and over again, but look at, look at Brian Dayball up in New York. He has Saquon Barkley on offense. And they're doing pretty much the same thing we're doing. They're winning games. I think we're both seven and four. And he has much less talent than we have. And he has our old defensive coordinator. Like, yeah. But I don't think Greg Roman has to go because what's going to happen is you're going to keep John Harbaugh. He's going to hire a Greg Roman clone. So we're going to have these same problems because we're having the same problems on defense. We're hiring these clones. Mike McDonald, he's back to being a grad assistant. You know, he, he didn't call a very good game. And I've said this from game one. Y'all told me I was crazy, 
Y'all told me I was wrong, but Brandon Stevens isn't it as a third corner. And they abused him today, like most teams do, and like they're going to do in the playoffs. They went after Brandon Stevens, and I don't know why he's up here beating his chest, you know, jumping around, looking in the camera. Bro, you getting beat. You letting Zay Jones take advantage of you. By the way, a Zay Jones that we could have traded for, but it's not what we do. It's not what we do. Uh, we got Coach in the house. What's up, Coach? Just trying to digest this, uh, this loss. Now, let me tell you, I thought I felt bad. But I was in Coach's stream earlier. Coach was not having a good time. Like, you ever see somebody struggling with something? And it's not funny because he was like, yo, I can't get out my own stream. Like, he was just standing there like, I can't, I can't get out my own stream. Like, what, what am I doing? Like, this is how devastating this, this loss is for us. Because it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. You know, if, if we had the coaching staff that we truly needed and, and truly supported Lamar and his efforts – we wouldn't have these losses. We wouldn't play close games to Carolina. Now, what's going to happen with Denver? Are they going to make um, Russell Wilson look like an all-star, an all-pro with this top-five defense? I don't know. Yeah, 99 is raw sewage, and that goes back to EDC and his drafting. You know, I, I don't know. What's going on? Baltimore, get up. Thank you for joining us. He said, your offense is broken when Ricard gets more passes than Jackson and other wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah, and that is on Greg Roman. Like, I've been saying this for forever. Why do we have a fullback on our team? We don't need a fullback to block. We have Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is our running game. He makes our offensive linemen a lot better than they initially are. All, all hell and all credit to Ronnie Stanley. But Ronnie Stanley wasn't like this with Joe Flacco. He went to all pro with Joe Flacco. You know, Lamar comes around, now he's killing it. So we don't need a fullback. He's taking up a roster space. He's taking up cap room, just like his buddy. Because you got two clones. You got uh, Pat Ricard and you have Nick Boyle, essentially the same person. And I had a Nick Boyle sighting today. I saw him on special teams. He actually returned to kickoff. So that's another $7 million that's that's well-earned on the kickoff return. What's going on? <laughs> Open mic with OTL Mike. This is another one of the LBAC crew. Listen. If you want that real, you want that dope, head over to Open Mic with OTL Mike. He takes requests. He talks about things that we want to hear. He just doesn't go out there spewing nonsense, talking about things going through his mind. He actually asks the people what they want to hear. So make sure y'all go over there, check him out, subscribe. Thank you. All right. So we go into the, the second half down 10 to 9. Um it was it was a game that was was a little bit closer to my liking than I wanted it to be, but I felt like we could pull it off because Jacksonville was not looking good. You know they kept the game close, they kept kicking field goals, but when uh, who was it? Tyus Bowser, Tyus Bowser got that sack on Trevor Lawrence, and we recovered the ball, and we went up and scored. I said, "Oh, it's over." It's done. Like, it's done. We went up what? And we hit the two-point conversion? Was that the one we had the two-point conversion on? Or was it? Yes, because we went up 20. We went up to 20. And I thought, okay, this game's over. It's a wrap. They ain't got nothing for us. But, of course, as always, the dreaded extra play that don't need to be made happen with DuVernay coming out the end zone. 
And once he came out the end zone, coach was like, here it goes. Coach was like, here we go. This is the turnabout, and this is where things are going to start to shift, and this is where we lose the game. And as soon as he said that, Gus Edwards fumbles the ball. Fumbled the ball. Luckily, the defense the defense did their job on that one. The defense held, gave up a field goal. But after that, it just it, it kind of went downhill. Um, they went up with about five five minutes fifty five seconds left. Jags went up about five minutes fifty five seconds left, and I'm like, eh, this ain't looking good. We got a penalty. It was second down and twenty. I'm like, we're going backwards. Something's going to happen, a turnover. But lo and behold, there was a Deshaun Jackson sighting. There was a Deshaun Jackson sighting. And Lamar hit Deshaun on a 60-yard pass. Now, if it would have been a better pass, he may have scored. He may not have. But we ended up scoring on that play anyway. So we were good. You know, we hit um, – we scored with uh, two minutes and two seconds left. Josh Oliver. Josh Oliver got the touchdown, and Mark Andrews got the two-point conversion. So we go up 27 to 20. And you think, it's Jacksonville. We got this $43 million secondary. We got this overly paid defense. We about to go in here and wreck stuff. We about to go up here. We're going to cause a turnover. This is Trevor Lawrence that had 17 interceptions last year. Game is a wrap. It's over. It's done. But no, what happens? They drive down the field. They they drive down the field. And I mean, they had a fourth down. They had a fourth down, some third and longs, but they couldn't stop Zay Jones. <sighs> oh, well, thank you. So we got a super chat from our man, Suge Knight. Thank you for the support, brother. I appreciate it. He sent the $4.20 tip. He said, always here to support my homie Hendo. Hope you are having a great day. Tough loss today. Hopefully this will light a fire under the Ravens' butts to get it together. Much love. Much love to you too, bro. I appreciate it. I appreciate the donations. And listen, if you want to be an excellent, excellent person like Suge, look in the comments at the top. It's a pen link. You know, you want the animation to pop up. You can donate. If not, you know, just like the video. Subscribe. It doesn't matter. All right, so back to the game. Uh, so two minutes, two seconds left. Jacksonville's down seven points. They, they go down the field easily, easily in two minutes. And after, I think, after a fumble, yep, after the fumble, they burnt their last time out. So literally, they went 60 yards with no timeouts at the end of the game. And we couldn't stop them. We couldn't stop them. But then they left 14 seconds left on the clock, and there was hope. And that hope was Justin Tucker was going to bail us out again. Now, greatest kick I've ever seen in my life, Justin Tucker, hands down. I am so thankful that we chose him because if you remember the alternative, it was between him and Billy Cundiff in camp. And they seriously were leaning towards taking Billy Cundiff and running with him because he was a veteran. And Harbaugh was like, eh, I don't really rock with the rookies like that. So luckily we kept him. I really thought it was good. Looking at that, it was straight. It was up. I'm like, yeah, he didn't just set another record. But alas, it was a yard short. And we lost the game. We lost the game. 
What's going on, Tony? He says, why run deep coverage and keep giving up 10 yards? Listen, I, I, I didn't understand that either. Like, they left the sidelines wide open. Like, Zay Jones was abusing the sidelines, and they actually should have scored a little bit faster, but Trevor Lawrence was off. Oh, we got another donation. We got Coach Evans with the $10 tip. Thank you, Coach. I really appreciate that. It says, defense got the groceries. They getting the blame. Oh, 100%. 100%. Listen, as much as our offense is underperforming, as much as we're underutilizing certain positions, once you sign this defense and you brought in this high-priced free agent, you brought you got people back healthy, you drafted a safety in the top 14 of the draft, now all the onus falls on you. Like you're responsible for everything that happens because you're the side of the ball where all the assets and all the money is going to. So, yes, coach, I agree with you. Every every game going forward, I don't care what happens. If we don't win the game, the defense didn't do enough. They didn't cause enough turnovers. They didn't score with the ball. Like that was what the old Ravens of the 2000s did, which they're probably trying to get back to. When they got those turnovers, they scooped them up and scored. Ed Reed, pick off, interception, touchdown, like, that's what they did. We just aren't them. And yes, Marcus Peters. I told y'all he uh he's not fully healthy. Like it takes it takes two years to come back from that injury. He's not fully healthy. And I kind of blame Mike McDonald for not shading coverage over to him and just leaving him wide open. But then at the times, there are times he does do it, and Geno Stone just ain't it. So, you know, it's a little bit of coaching, it's a little bit of players, but defense gets all the blame. What's going on, Emphasis? Thank you for joining us. It says, Yolanda B, Andy got banished to the shadow realm. We're not going to see him ever again. They are asking about Andy Isabella. And we've signed him to the practice squad, and no one has ever seen him. I haven't heard from him. I haven't seen him on social media. I've never seen him in a practice jersey. Has anybody seen him? Anyone. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, Jose. They gave up 18 points for Brodney in the fourth quarter. All of this money, and you give up 14 points in the fourth quarter. It's unacceptable. But once again, for me personally, all of this stuff falls on John Harbaugh, on that man right there. It falls on him because you brought the guys in. Somebody asked me a question earlier um, about the assistant coaches, and I had to let them know. They brought in these assistant coaches because John Harbaugh wants people that won't take his job. He wants to keep people around that are are limited with their potential. Guys that will never truly be head coaches because he has no he has no fear of being replaced. And that's what that is. What's going on, King? He says a couple of injuries on D sure have its way of exposing these underwhelming EDC draft picks. Yes, but to me, those injuries aren't really the draft picks. The draft picks just aren't good enough to play. Now, you can't tell me that we couldn't have used a George Pickens instead of a David Ajabo because here we are 12 games in or 12 weeks in, and he's still not playing. He's still not suiting up. What good was that pick for us? We, are, we were already an injured team coming into the year. We started the year being an injured team. Why are we drafting injured players? We, we drafted a David Ajabo, injured. We drafted a Charlie Kolar, injured. Why are we bringing in guys that are injured before they get here? Because with our training staff, we already know they're going to get injured sooner or later. It's just a lot of averages with this team. And even Lamar says, Hoff sucks. 
He needs to be gone for real. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen because you have an owner, you have a front office, you have a sector of the Ravens flock that believes he's a top 10 coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's done everything in his power to keep this team afloat. Like we had injuries last year and he did everything to keep us competitive. No, he did. We lost every game once the went out. How is he keeping us competitive? What is he doing for this team? You know, I, I used to say Harbaugh was not a really good head coach, but he was a great motivator of men. And then I think last week, Jose was like, he can't motivate anybody because they're never up for these games. They never come into these games prepared. And I had to think about it. And Jose, you're right. He's not a good motivator of men. He's a good BSer. He's a good car salesman, you know. And I'm pretty sure after the stream, when I go check out the Raven stream, it's going to be the same BS. Uh, we're going to have to learn from it. We're going to have to stack plays and get better. And now check the tape first. Da, 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 da. The same BS that he says after everyone. But as you can see, we do not continually get any better. We, we don't progress to becoming a better team. And that is my problem with all ball. We keep getting worse. Everybody says, oh, look at him. He brought in Greg Roman, who catered his offense to Lamar, and we were the number one scoring team in 2019. Well, as in his stops in Buffalo, as in his stops in San Francisco, what has Greg Roman done? Started off hot, and his offenses has have gone down each and every year after. It's law averages. It happens with him every stop he has. So what made y'all think was going to be different here? Because we got Lamar? Well, it started that way, but we took away Lamar's weapons. And then we lost some of Lamar's weapons. And then we traded away some of Lamar's weapons. You know? Where's Tyler Batty? He's on the practice squad. Not unless they release him from the practice squad. But he's not going to play. John Harbaugh doesn't like rookies. That's why Tyson Williams didn't play last year. He doesn't like rookies or young players. And he'd rather go with what we have than seeing what we can do with that young talent. Because to me, Batty's a threat out of the backfield. That's something that we need. Now, I like Gus, and I think Kenyon Drake is decent, but they don't have the receiving skills that Beatty has. But, you know, I'm not a coach, GM, or anybody. I just talk about the Ravens for fun. And, yes, Peterson is a better coach, former QB, and won a chip with a backup. Yes, yes. He took Nick – he took a – what is his name? Nick Folk? Whatever his name is. He took him – and he won a championship against Tom Brady, of all people, and Bill Belichick. We can't even get out the first round with our starting lineup. So you tell me who the good coach is. But I digress. All right, let's move on to the good, bad, and the ugly. Let me know in the comments what y'all feel, the good, the bad, and yeah, Nick Foles. Thank you, Wheezy. Um, let me know what y'all think the good, the bad, the ugly were. For me... My good is going to be Josh Oliver. Um, against his former team, he had a breakout game. He had four receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown. Touchdown was a thing of beauty, and I believe he had no drops, which was most important for me because throughout the game, everybody and their mother was dropping passes, all of them. Um, my bad is going to be the passing game as a whole. I think the passing game is bad, like – if we're not overthrowing or underthrowing, we're dropping balls. We have dudes running wrong routes. We have guys in the same area. Um, there is just a dysfunction offensively that we have yet to address. And 
Danny says, Josh dropped the end zone pass. Did he? Hey, maybe he did. But guess what? He made up for it with a touchdown catch. Can't say that about Mark Andrews. Can't say that about Demarcus Robinson. They didn't make up for it. They just dropped him. They all says, good, the weather let up. The bad is right past. The ugly coaching human adjustments. I wholeheartedly agree. Now, for my ugly, my ugly it's going to be, I guess it goes along with the coaching. Um, the red, red zone struggles. We were in the red zone three times. We walked away with three field goals. I don't know about you all, but to me, that's not going to get it done in the postseason. There's no way kicking field goals, no matter how many of them you kick, it's not going to win you games. I'm sitting here, I'm watching Kansas City. I'm sitting here, I'm watching uh, Buffalo, Miami. They're scoring points. They're not kicking field goals, but we are. Um, the defense, 18 points in the fourth quarter. 18 points in the fourth quarter, but you continuously want to spend money and assets on that side of the ball. And even if you look at the mock drafts right now, we're mocking a cornerback in the first round to this team. How much is too much? How much is overkill? How many cornerbacks can we sign or draft or trade for? How many cornerbacks do we need on this roster before the front office says, yeah, that's enough. I feel good. I feel good about what we got going on. I feel good about what we're doing. Like, come on now. What's going on, Beast? Thank you for joining us. Says, we haven't surrounded our 25-year-old rookie contract with the proper talent to evolve his game. It's a failure as an organizational as an organization philosophy that needs to change. It starts with Eric and John. Yes, it does start with Eric and John. And, you know, people like to compare and contrast and say that, hey, Ozzy didn't hit on all of his picks. You are factually correct. Ozzy did not hit on all of his picks, but Ozzy brought in Hall of, Hall of Famous, a lot of them. Ozzy brought in dudes that even if they weren't Hall of Famous, they could play. What has Eric DaCosta brought in here? I'm still seeing in Eric DaCosta we trust on Twitter every day. What has he brought to this organization? Okay, he traded for Marcus Peters. He traded for Calais Campbell. What else? Is, oh, he traded for Roquan Smith. Three trades. Three trades in four years. I mean, I don't see it on the field. I don't see it on the field. Akeem says my ugly is Greg Roman trying to convince me that Pat Ricard is Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> hey, I guess that's what they're trying to do. Listen, uh, we don't. We as a team, we don't run many screens. And when we do run screens, we don't run them very well. And you're telling me that you thought a fullback screen was going to make some noise. Y'all really thought that, that fullback screen was going to do something. But, hey, this 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 coaching staff in this front office, they believe different. And they have you all thinking that we're going to run this team to a championship. And if you believe that, you are truly delusional. I'm sorry, my friends. It is delusion to think that we're going to match up with these high-scoring offenses and run this 19, 20 points in the playoffs to a championship. But that's just me. Yes, as you see, I'm very disgusted with this coaching staff. We all are. We all are. <laughs> we, and every Dollar Tree counts because that's where we get these players from. And uh, I don't see him in here today, but somebody came to me and was like, oh, don't you feel stupid about all these additions and pickups that we didn't picked up off the street? No, I still feel the same. Like, you can't get me hype over street meat, pause, 
that you got that made a play or two in six games. All right, you, you know, like the man said, you made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. You had a couple plays. You look good here and there in spots, but you're not helping us win. You're not helping us become a better team. Like, get out of here with that. But it is what it is. Tony Williams says, uh, Ravens move the ball and get to the red zone and can't score, but other teams' play calls are way better. Yes, they are. And my thing is, if you can't do it, steal it. Watch film on these other teams. Look at these other teams, see what they're doing. Steal what they're doing. Just, you know, spy-gated or something. Plagiarize. Uh, uh, what's going on, fat boy? It says, Hollywood, the best player EDC drafted. Versus Ray Lewis, who who Ozzy drafted. It's facts. It's facts. Hollywood was the best player. And a lot of people want to know why Hollywood wanted to leave. This is why he wanted to leave. You know, somebody said a couple days back, I don't know why Hollywood wanted out. You know, he got 140 targets. He got 140 targets. But for him, I don't think it was about the targets. I think it was about where the targets were. Like, you could throw me the ball 100 times. But if I get 30 passes behind the line of scrimmage or 20 more passes within five yards of the line of scrimmage, I'm getting those passes, but you're not utilizing me correctly, to, in my opinion. And I just think that he's like, yo, you're stifling my, my numbers, which is going to stifle my money. And he wanted to get out of here. What's going on, Darius? It says, uh, Engraver said someone said they called a Drewski screen. Yeah, they did early in the game. Early in the game, it's sad. Uh, it's ugly. Where was Roquan? Listen, Roquan did what he had to do. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I have to look at the 033 film because I don't watch all 22 films because I don't have access. So I watch the 033 film. Once I see that, I'll let you know. But listen, Roquan was where he was supposed to be. He saved that touchdown from Hasty when they, after the fumble, like he held him to a field goal. He did pretty much what he was supposed to do. I mean, Dude's been here a little while. He's made Patrick Queen better. So even if, if Roquan, Roquan doesn't make another play, as long as he's made Patrick Queen better or play better or, or free him up to be instinctive and reactionary versus versus thinking too much, he's done his job, you know? I mean, he'll do a lot better when they re-sign him to 20 mil in Lamar somewhere else. We'll see. Ah. <laughs> uh. What? It says, uh, what we are doing now on offense will certainly not cut in the playoffs. Of course it won't. Of course it won't. You know, um, that is where are my mods at. My mod should be getting the spam out of here. But anyway, um, yeah, when the playoffs comes, you know, it's not gonna cut it. We, we, we're not going to be able to do anything. And we're going to have these same questions and we're going to sit back and we're going to be like, okay, well, next year is going to be the year. Well, Lamar's not going to be here next year. I'm sorry, and I hate to tell y'all this. Lamar's not going to be here next year. And myself and some other ones, other people, we out. Yeah, Coach, pause. Pause. <laughs> yeah, the Ravens better draft all wide receivers. But they're not because it's, it's a devalued position for them. They went and drafted a safety, a position that was not of need, in the top 15 of a draft where people say, oh, my God, the talent fell to us. No, other teams just knew. I'm not drafting no safety in the top 15. <laughs> Stupid. I can find any safety out there. You know, 
he's not going to make that big of a difference for the scene. And as we see now, we're still in the same predicament of looking for wide receivers, trying to find somebody to make us better. You know, Brashad Bateman, we don't really know what we have with him because two seasons, two injuries. We don't know if he can stay healthy, and he truly is not a number one receiver, which I don't hear y'all talking enough about because y'all love to talk about Hollywood not being a number one receiver, but I don't hear y'all saying that about Bateman. Y'all letting him slide for some reason. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's what they are. You know, that's, I'm sorry. You know, that's that's what uh, Deshaun Jackson's hamstrings are made of, street meat. Luckily, he only had a couple plays a day. But I want y'all to think about the fact that what if we need him doing a playoff run and we need him to play every game? If we advance, we need Deshaun in there every play. Are those hammies going to make it? I'm not sure. I don't know. Akeem says, uh, I want one of these Ravens reporters to seriously ask John about what exactly they see in Pat Ricard to be using him like Debo Samuel. What they see in him is Greg Roman's offense. It's limited. It, it, it's very limited. It, it's predicated off having an athletic quarterback that can run the ball. And with that athletic quarterback being able to run the ball, his run game gets involved. And people think that he's a run game guru, which he is not. He is a let me ride the coattails of these black quarterbacks to my claim to fame. And that's how he does it. Um, but John feels comfortable with him. John feels like, once again, he's not going to take his job. You know, he's not a threat to him, so he keeps him around. It says Greg Roman is the equivalent of DJ Khaled. Lamar Jackson was is what Jay-Z is on a song. God did or any artist on a DJ Khaled song is sad. And that, you know what? That is a good comparison. It's a good comparison. You know, he comes out with a, a decent beat or something like that. But you put that hot rapper on there to take that song to the next level. And then if you want to go even further, you add Beyonce for the hook. And now you have a masterpiece. Now you have a masterpiece. And everybody thinks that DJ Khaled is a genius. So they think that Greg Roman is a genius because Lamar's out here doing his thing, which just to let y'all know, if you don't already know, this offense is not built for Lamar Jackson because he did not run this in college. I don't know how many times we got to say that. He ran a pro-style offense, unlike a lot of these quarterbacks that y'all praise. He ran a pro style, but we just can't seem to get it right over here in Baltimore. My man, Mr. Galloway, is in the house. Listen, if you like hip-hop, if you like old-school hip-hop, if you like talking about it, hearing about it, listening to it, check out my man, Mr. Galloway. He has a show, Electric Relaxation with Mr. Galloway. And yours truly here, this guy, I'm the producer. I'm the executive producer of the show. And we have new episodes every Friday at noon. So check my man out, like, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? He's an extension of us. Some dope content, I believe. So check my man out. It's all love. Support the show. Help us grow. Help us move on so we can do other things. We got some stuff, we got some stuff in store for y'all. We got some things planned for y'all. I can't tell you right now. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> Mr. Emphasis said... On the bright side, it's only week 12. It's a long season. I don't know if you're being serious or you capping. I don't know. Because it's, that's the same thing people were saying in week two. Man, it's only week two. We got time to turn it around. It's only week six. We got time to turn it around. Man, we only played eight games. Something different about to pop off. Next thing you know, it's going to be week 17, and we're going to still be talking about why the offense can't score. It's about, man, we got, we got a playoff game to go. We straight. 
Lenny Beeson, what's going on? Thank you for joining us. It says the Ravens simply can't scheme receivers open in the red zone. They can barely scheme receivers open with 100 yards of field in front of them. So, yes, when it's condensed like that, they struggle because, once again, we have the offensive coordinator. But more importantly, we've got that guy who doesn't know offense. He doesn't know defense. So he can't put in any input. Uh, Got another donation here. Money making Mitch. Thank you. I appreciate the $3 donation. It says, why was Ricard on the field with 13 seconds left in an obvious passing situation? <laughs> I, w- I did not notice that. I did not notice that he was on the field. But he was on the field because, once again, your offensive coordinator doesn't know what he's doing. Who would, who would put a fullback? Who has 14 seconds left on the clock trying to get in, in field goal range and you put a fullback on the field? But – Unfortunately for us, I ain't going to hold you. Pat Ricard might be as fast as James Prochet. Who knows? I mean, they might have the same speed. So I don't know. You know, we had some injuries. So I don't, you know, I don't know who was out there. I don't know who we had left, but it does seem really stupid. You're trying to get in field goal range and you got a fullback there. Once again, it's your coaching staff. It's not my coaching staff. I don't claim them. Says I'm tired of seeing our wide receivers get two to three targets per game. I mean, stat sheet says two to three targets, but if you look at the missed throws, it's a little bit more. If you look at the wrong, if, if you look at the wrong routes run, it's a little bit more than two to three. But who's gonna step up? Who does he have trust in? Who does he say I can throw this ball to aside from Andrews and know that they're gonna get that ball? They're gonna go up for it. We don't have a Stephon Diggs, we don't have a DeAndre Hopkins, we don't have an AJ Brown, we don't have any of these people want any type of person on a team like that, that he can throw the ball up to turn his back and be like, I know he good. I know he got it. We don't have those people. So he has to dink and dunk and, and throw sometimes to people that are covered. I've seen James Prochet wide open and Lamar look at him and be like, I don't trust you and go in an opposite direction. So, you know, we failed him in that aspect of surrounding him with that talent that, he can believe in and he can trust. And that's why I truly believe he's out of here because he knows we ain't doing it for him. Danny says the Bengals are moving and shaking. I don't even know if we win the division. I mean, yeah, they are. I don't, I don't think that the Bengals are going to win the rest of their games because theoretically right now we hold the tiebreaker over them at this moment. Now, the only game to me, that I feel like we can lose, which is a stretch now, looking at it, is possibly the Bengals game. Now, we may lose one of the Steelers game. I don't see how we could, but, you know, division rivalry game, they always, they're always kind of funny. They're always kind of weird. So we could lose one of those two games. Um, but if we continue to handle business, this game aside, we should take the division. Um you know, the other day I was just talking about us vying for the number one seed if Kansas City falters because Buffalo's faltering. I don't think that Miami will keep it up, but neither can we. Neither can we, you know. We were supposed to be, we were supposed to be the three and seventeen. Like this was supposed to be an easy game. We were supposed to come in, dominate them, just like the Panthers, and keep it pushing. But we didn't. We didn't. We we blew we 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 blew our load. So to speak, like we, we can't handle prosperity as a team. We don't like that. That's why we love being underdogs. 
Attitude Pop, my man. What's going on? So did you see Lamar tweet after what someone said? He was peeved. Lamar's getting tired. The team and offense, offense, everything, because every time they lose, is always blame him. That's why he's getting so annoyed, because everything is on his shoulders. Like, he gets blamed for everything, even with the construction of this team. We got another donation from George Pickens. I don't know why you're playing with me, bro, but I appreciate the dollar. <laughs> it says I'm good over here with mittens. <laughs> you funny. You funny. And I'm pretty sure that that was Suge. I'm pretty sure that's you, Suge. Because not too many of us call him baby mittens. But, yes, I would have loved, loved, loved to have George Pickens. And that man wasn't even on our draft board. So that tells you about our front office. George Pickens was not on our draft board. We didn't even look at him because we thought we were good. We thought Charlie Cola was going to come in and be that number one wide receiver. Hmm. All right. Did we go? Did I go through that? Yeah, I went through that. So, all right, let's go into the, let's get to our offensive and defensive players of the game. Who do y'all think were the offensive and defensive players of the game? For me, offensive player of the game, it's going to be Lamar Jackson. He was a uh, 16 of 32, 50%. It wasn't on him. We had so many drives. There was a point in the game where, he had six straight incompletions, two of them drops. I think he had like eight drops this game. Um, he had 254 yards of touchdown, 89 yards rushing. Once again, Lamar has to be Mr. Everything. He has to run the ball. He has to throw the ball. But yet still, we don't <laughs> we don't want to give him that money. Yes, it was Suge. Everybody knows it was Sugarton. You know what I mean? Then he comes in here with the, who was it, me? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but thank you, Shug. I appreciate you, bro. Uh, my defensive player of the game is Marlon Humphrey. Um, I was uh, I was down on Marlon these past couple of years. I just thought that his play had leveled off since he got his money, and he was more interested in being a media mogul than he was being a professional NFL cornerback. But he stepped his game up. He had uh, three tackles, three assists. He had a tackle for loss, and he had a sack. I just think aside from Marcus Williams and Justin Houston, I think he is consistently doing his thing out there. Oh, we got another tip. My man D Weezy, thank you for the $3.33 tip. It says, to all the Maryland betters, Tucker over 1.5 field goals is free money. Yes. Yes. 100% free money. Check out my man Weezy. I told them, Backyard Action Media, he will put you on to these prop bets, especially for the Ravens. I know a lot of y'all aren't into betting. I'm not into betting, but I'm trying to log into this damn app because some of those things are too easy. I had a conversation with a homeboy last night. He was like, yo, you get, <laughs> he was like, you get $25, up to $25 if Ohio State, Michigan scores one point in the game. How are they not going to score a point? So, you know, they're giving out some easy stuff. Oh, uh, we got another dollar tip. It says <laughs> from Andy Isabella. It says, help me. Help me, please. <laughs> but seriously, has anybody seen him? Because he might be in trouble. Like, if he came to Baltimore, especially thinking this was Arizona and he was running around in the wrong parts, somebody snatched him up. So, you know, we might want we might want to check out. We might want to check on him and see what's going on. <laughs> uh, yes, coach. Pickens is the best wide receiver in the class. Most definitely. 
But listen, I ain't going. I, listen, I ain't going front. If Alave and Garrett had slipped, I'd have took them, and I'd have been happy. I'd have took any one of those three, but I definitely would have took Pickens because he likes to block. How many wide receivers say? How many wide receivers do you have out there that actually love to block, love to embarrass people by pancaking them? This dude does. And what do we do? We run the ball. It would have looked like a perfect marriage, but yeah. Daddy says offense goes to Lamar, defense goes to Marlon. So you agree. Thank you. Fatboy says Josh Oliver. Marlon hands down. I don't know what happened to Justin Houston. I don't know what happened to Justin Houston. Like he disappeared on us. Yeah, Big Reg. I was thinking the same thing. Like Suge and Rock, like uh, Rock and a uh, Chin Wu, same person. And I'm going to be surprised if one of them popped their head in there like Kim Kardashian. Like somebody mentioned me. Come on me. But yeah, you know that's all right. You know I'll find I'll find out when I talk to talk to him later on if it was really him. But we know it is. All right, so so man, almost an hour. Time goes by fast when you talk. When you talk about the Ravens, uh, thank you, DM4L. Thank you for subscribing and being a part of the Rogue family. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Listen, if you have not subscribed already, do so. We are so close to 1,300 subscribers, and I would appreciate it if y'all help me get there. All right, let's go to our rises and our fallers and get this and hurry up and get out of here. It's been an hour. I want to watch some Sunday night football, catch up on some Ravens press conferences, and see what lies they have to tell us. So, for my rises and my fallers, for my rises, I have Josh Oliver. Uh, I think he played his best game as a Raven, hands down. You know, he had more than two catches. He had 70 yards and a touchdown. Like, he did his thing, especially against his former team. Also, on my rises is Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I think that he's been in physical therapy for the latter part of his life. And he got those hammies right for the day. You know, he had a big, he had two catches for 74 yards, that big 66 yard catch to theoretically put us up to win the game. If that defense hadn't let us down, uh, Roquan Smith, I think even if statistically it doesn't show, I think that Roquan Smith's presence brings this team up. I think it, it gives us an attitude of, invincibility like hey we're gonna shut these dudes down because dudes are flying to the ball listen project washington what was it the first first offensive play for jacksonville just came through the line smack trevor lawrence like i think he makes a difference and also tyus bowser now i was ready to give up on him a couple years back because it was him and tim williams and i'm like these dudes can't play but bowser has turned a corner he's come back from a serious injury and i think that he is actually making a difference on this team uh, she said, Josh Oliver and Bradley Washington. Yeah, I can't front you there. Bradley Washington is, has actually been a steady force on the defensive line. Now, I don't want to take anything away from um, Matabike, but he tends to disappear during games. Like, it's just some games I haven't seen him. Um, also, if if any of you out there can tell me, because I've been on the lookout for Travis Jones. I haven't seen that dude since week one. <clears throat> Excuse me. I haven't seen that dude since week one. If anybody has seen Travis Jones, please let me know. Um, email is on my page. You can just hit me up and say you've seen him. He's okay. He's safe. Mark that man safe because he was supposed to be this first-round talent that was supposed to wreck shop, and I haven't seen him. 
My man Davon said, risers, J.O., fallers, right receiving core. I mean, can you really fall when you're that far down? And I agree, Eva Lamar, MP Juice Man. So for my fallers, I'm going to start Marcus Peters. He just doesn't look well. And for a former All-Pro and a guy that has led the league, he leads the league in most interceptions since 2015, I think, 2016. He has the most interceptions. They, nobody's scared of him. Like, you have some of the worst quarterbacks in the league targeting Marcus Peters. Like, bruh, you ain't it, and I'm not scared of you. It's getting, ugh, it's getting, a, little, uh, getting a little scary out there. Somebody says his fallers is uh, Peters and Stevens. My second faller, Brandon Stevens. I told you before. Dude just isn't it. And I don't really blame him because, once again, two years of college, he was a running back. Two years of college, he was a safety. He comes to the he comes over here. I'm sorry, he was a cornerback in college, last two years of college. He comes here. We move him to safety. Then we move him to cornerback, which we always do. We play people out of position. And that's not an issue because all teams do it. But we don't have the coaching staff to, to maximize players' talents. We don't have the coaching staff to get players up and get them to play or scheme them better than what they really are. So I don't really blame him because his technique is horrible. Like, I don't know if he's playing trail technique. I don't know what the dude's doing. He's just out there next to the guy watching him catch balls. Like, yo, it was a good catch, homie. I know. Thank you. All right. See you again in about 30 seconds. Like, I don't know what's going on with this dude. But, yeah, he's my follower, too. Um, also, my next fall is John Harbaugh. Like, when are you going to get a hold of your team? When are you going to take charge and be this leader that you're supposed to be? Um, he's my biggest follower because I've been, I've been looking for this man's firing since 2012. Yeah, playoff, since the playoff run to the Super Bowl. I've been saying we need to get rid of this guy, and we haven't yet. And listen, January, my birthday's in January. I'm telling you, if I can get that as a present, we're going to have some real good – we're going to have some giveaways. I promise you that. We're going to have some really big giveaways. John Harbaugh gets fired in the month of January, February. We're going to do something about that. JP says, uh, Hendo, if you could go back to 2020, would you have paid Orlando Brown Jr. to be franchised over Ronnie Stanley? Excuse me. Um, 2020. Uh, we, we, we wouldn't have to have paid him. He was still on his rookie deal. Like, we didn't have to trade him. Just because he said, I want to be a left tackle, I want to do this, I want to do that, we didn't have to acquiesce to his, to his demands. You're under contract, bro. You can either sit out, not get paid any money, or you can come play football here, and we'll work it out after that. Now, after that season, we could have franchise tagged him because we would have needed him to play left tackle. Or we could have given him some kind of deal that was maybe not left tackle-ish, but closer to the realm of what left, left tackles get paid. Uh, we, we, as we see with the Rams, as we see with the Dolphins, as we see with a lot of these teams here, the cap is cap. You can sign who you want to sign. You can bring in players that you want to bring in. So we could have had him and not wasted money on Alejandro Villanueva because we're still paying him this year. We have dead money for him. Like there are a lot of moves. We wouldn't have had to bring in Morgan Moses this year and wasted $15 million on that op. You know, he out here wanting to fight in the end zone because the dude whispered in his ear like, yo, you think you're good, but you're not. He going to get mad. Like, what you get mad for, bro? It's the truth. You're not good. So, you know, all of these things are ripple effects. 
But yeah, I'd have made him play his contract out. Like, bruh, Hollywood, I'm sorry. You want out, you played your contract out too. Like, I run this team. You don't run this team. I, I mean, I want to give my players what they want, but I need to do what's best for this organization to help us win. <laughs> what's going on, Jay? Uh, Jay and Jax, it says the fall is the coaching staff. Facts. That was my next one. Coaches staff definitely follows them. The front office, they have failed Lamar. They have failed Lamar often, often every year. We think, all right, they're going to do better. Like after this season, we think that they're going to make some moves to make this roster better for Lamar's sake. They're not. They're going to make this roster better for defensive sake because we're not stopping people enough. We're not, we're not holding on to that many leads. So that's going to be the justification for this team to bring in more defensive players. And we're going to eat it up like, yeah, we need to stop these teams from scoring. As we've learned, if a team wants to score, they're going to score. The rules are predicated to the offensive side of the ball. And there is nothing that we can do to stop it. We can slow it down, but we have to score points. We have to score more points than the next person. And that's not what we're doing. It says Travis Jones, Cola, Tyler Batty, Ajaba. We literally haven't gotten no good players from this draft class. I think we got Fah Alele. I think he can be a good one, but because they're giving Morgan Moses that money, I think that's why they're they're playing him. My thing is get him that experience. Even if for a couple plays, when we're while we're playing these lowly teams, bring him in. Let him get that game experience. Let him get acclimated to that speed but they're not doing it. And it's going to bite us in the butt later on. Tony says, rise. I patch a queen. He's been flying since Roquan got there. Right. Like that's the effect that Roquan has on his defense. So to me, that's why they're going to bring him back next year. Now, unfortunately for you, patch queen lovers, patch queen is going to be gone. Cause we need to recoup that second round pick that we gave up for him. Like we can't go into the draft with what five picks. We had five picks in this upcoming draft. EDC will commit Harry Curry. He will not be happy with five picks because he knows I can't pick five good people. I need at least nine so I can hit on a couple. Weezy said, Hendo said, if Hawes fired and tax out, anybody gets It's not what I said. <laughs> hey, hey, Denise, that's my favorite coach of all time. Jonathan Horrible, because he is horrible. Yeah, Danny, he needs to sit down. All right. Now I got a question for y'all. In your opinion, do you think that the failures of this team is more has more to do with Greg Roman or is it on the talent base? Now, if you actually watch the Patreon videos, my daughter, Jasmine, hey, Jazzy, she actually asked this question in that video. So I pose this to everyone out there. Do you think it's more on Roman or do you think it's on the offensive talent? So for me personally, I think that it all falls on Greg Roman because theoretically coaches are supposed to coach players up. And if you don't have the talent to kind of facilitate these things, you invent plays. When you have a bad offensive line, and that's why I had a problem with Roman last year. If you had a bad offensive line, you scheme up certain plays to kind of help the deficiencies that you have with that. He can't do that. He can't do that. He just goes in and says, listen, I got these same 20 plays and these are the same 20 plays we're going to run. If you can't run it, I don't know what to tell you. What you want me to do? Come up there and make something new? 
can't do that. Greg Roman, the highest paid offensive coordinator in the league for whatever reason. I don't know. But I tell you what, Eric Bieniemy is on a one-year deal. And I don't care if it's head coach. I don't care if it's offensive coordinator. He needs to team up with Lamar and, and, and put the league on notice so we can uh, show them how to do it. Baltimore get up says bad coaching brings bad players. I say it does. It does. And especially when you have bad coaching, you kind of bring players in that fit your bad system. You bring players in that you feel know the plays, know what you want. And it's just a bad environment all around. And unfortunately we don't have a head coach that can uh, step in and make things right. Rock said, who was blocking the Jaguars that had like 20 tackles? Oh, that linebacker. Um, apparently nobody, but I have him on my fantasy team, so I'm loving it. Like he's getting me points out the wazoo from a defensive side. So I'm loving that dude. He gets me like 20-something points every game. A game set is uh Roman for sure. A better scheme would elevate these guys' games. That along with limiting Pat Ricard's snap count. But you saw what happened. When we limited his snap count, we played better in the second half of a game like how can you not see tendencies how can you not see when things are working when they're not working we as an organization like i said we suffer from hubris our coaches believe that they are smarter than everyone else and their plays have to work like we're going to run this play until it works there's no way that they can stop me six times in a row okay they stopped me six times in a row it's no way they can stop me seven times in a row like come on now i'm an offensive guru that's what they say that's what they talk about on these networks Oh, JS1128 has subscribed to the channel. I like what you're saying. Hope to give you that great content. And once again, anybody else, if you're not subscribed, please do so. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Jonathan Washington Jr. said, if Harbaugh was a black head coach, there's no way he would have gotten this long a leash. Of course not. Of course not. He'd have missed the playoffs three times and been out the door, never to be a head coach ever again in life. Justin Fiddle says, once G-Row finishes scripted plays, he becomes lost. Now, see, I question that scripted plays. Um, who was it? Willie Sneed said in an interview recently, he said most coaches, when they go into a game, their game plan is game-specific against the defenses they're facing, certain players that they, that they go up against. He said Greg Roman just goes in with his plays. The same plays that he'll put up against Buffalo are the same plays he'll put up against Miami, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. And I'm sitting here reading. It's like, this can't be true. He can't go into a game thinking he's going to run the same plays against each and every opponent. But lo and behold, you look at the results of these games. I mean, even the announcers said today, like, the Ravens just aren't starting fast. Like, they look lost. They, they aren't doing what they used to do. They're not coming out running the ball down these teams' throats and, and imposing their will. We're coming out looking lackluster, a la I head coach, and kicking field goals. And then once again, it's not conducive to a championship. Attitude Pop said, did you hear that the Eagles are working on an extension for Jalen Hurts, which pays him $50 million a year? I heard something about an extension early in the year. I don't know if it was true or not, but if he continues his play, they're going to give him that money. And you saw what happened. Jalen Hurts. Many considered him a bust. They said he couldn't throw. All he could do was run. He would never run a professional offense. And then they went out and drafted uh, Smith 
and got A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith in draft and uh, traded for A.J. Brown. And he is a totally different quarterback now. I wonder why. But we can't do that for Lamar because I've never seen a safety or a defensive back run out and catch passes from a quarterback. But that's just me. A.J.E. says, who you got for the Sunday night matchup? I picked the Packers to beat the Eagles. No, sir. No, sir. If, you, if you've been listening to Agent E, there is one group that is comparable to the, well, I guess not anymore, but there was one group that was being compared to the Baltimore Ravens wide receivers, and that was the Green Bay Packers until Christian Watson showed why he was a second-round pick and a first-round potential. Uh, they have it, but to me, Aaron Rodgers is not playing well. He's not playing well at all right now. Um, he can blame it on the people around him, but the team has failed him. Like they have, he's he's another one they have not given offensive talent to or brought in any first round talent. They keep giving him retreads, saying, "You know what? Make it happen." And he's getting up in age, and it's just not working for him. Now I know he had a broken finger or something or whatever excuse that they're making for him, but I just think that as a team. Philadelphia has it. They have offensive line, defensive line. They have cornerback safety. They got the running game, the wide receivers. They have everything that you need for a team. And I think it's all up to Jalen Hurts to put it together. And I do think that they will be the representatives in the NFC for the Super Bowls. Now, is it going to be Buffalo, Kansas City, or Miami they going up against? Let's find out. What's going on, Raven C? It says, what's up, fam? Giro beasted today. He was in his bag, son. He was in his bag. Bimo get us his pack as you're trying to lose your money. Man, if I can get off this and actually get into this app, I'm trying to lose some money. They gave me $200. I'm trying to lose it or win it or do whatever I can with it, but it's neither here nor there. It says Philly can't stop the run anymore. Listen, they bought an Indomitian Sue and uh, the other dude. I can't remember who. And that pretty much last week is like their first week, first full week with the team. They're going to. Uh, they're gonna get that run game. They're gonna get that 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 not the run game. They're gonna get that that rush defense fixed. And I mean, it doesn't even matter if they can't stop the run if they're scoring enough points. Because as you can see, a la Baltimore Ravens, if you score enough points, you're never gonna run past that. And that's something that we're just not going to do. All right, we have reached the remittance portion of the show. And for those of you out there, if you do not know. This is the part of the show where we can talk about anything that you want to talk about. It can be Baltimore Ravens. It can be sports. It can be life, movies. It can be anything. But there's a time limit on this because once the show gets close to being closed out, I get impatient. And I'll be ready to go because I want to eat and I want to watch TV. So you got to be quick with it. Like LeBay Jose, rapid fire. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Agent E says, you're right. I just want the Packers to win. I mean, I don't really, I mean, that's true. I mean, unless you bet on them, I really don't care because uh, it's the NFC. And whoever comes out there is who comes out there. I'm just worried about what we're going to do in the AFC and just not make Lamar look stupid. You know what I mean? Because I, I know he walking around like Baltimore Ravens got me out here looking real stupid in these streets, which we do. So, even one. Ravens C says, I'm on board with us getting a first-round quarterback instead of getting a wide receiver. It's going to happen. You know we're going to get rid of Marcus Peters, so they're going to say, yeah, 
We need we need to get a cornerback to replace him, even though we got Jalen Armour Davis and Pepe Williams on the roster. Oh yeah, and Seymour for some reason. They're gonna feel they're gonna feel like we need that first round and neglect the wide receiver room once again. Yes, Davon. No two hours. No two hours. I might give you an extra stream tomorrow. I may give you something later on, but we're not doing two hours up in here tonight. Not tonight. Not today. What's going on, Caleb? Thank you for stopping by. He says, Go Cowboys. Did they play? Because I have really not, after this loss, I really not have been catching up on the football scores today. Or do they play tomorrow? I'm tired of seeing Cowboys on primetime. Listen, listen, Caleb. Don't come on here disrespecting the show no more. Nobody cares about nobody cares about the Southwest Quadrants team because they're not America's team. They're the Southwest Quadrant team. They haven't been America's team in about 50 years. What's going on, MDT? It says, bro, you need help your quarterback first before anything else. Um, in some situations, but in our situations, most definitely. Like when you have a generational talent like this, you need to surround him with the talent. Oh, that's right. They did play on Thursday. You need to surround them with the talent to get things done. If you had a regular quarterback, I understand. But we had a dude that came out of nowhere, led the league in passing and passing touchdowns on the least amount of passes. And your first thought was, let me go get a defensive tackle. Let me go get a linebacker. He'll work with what he got. Okay, and that's fine. I see it. You feel like he did more with less. I get it. But when it didn't work that next year, that's when you sit there and say, eh, it didn't work. Let's go pivot and go in another direction. Yes, Yolanda, hit that like button if you are enjoying this content. And if you're not enjoying this content, let me know why. If you're not feeling it, tell me why. Tell me something. Like, I like improving. I like making changes. I like doing things to help better myself. So, you know, let me know what's up. EDC is trash. Like if, if EDC had somebody like him in his ear, maybe he would do better. Because if you know better, you do better. And that's what they told me. Yes, we see Cowboys still stuck in 96. I had these kids. Listen, listen, my daughter's almost 30. And she's never seen the Dallas Cowboys in an NFC championship game or after the first round. So you tell me how that's America's team. says way too early but what offensive weapon you drafting i don't know i say trade to pick for something established because there are a lot of wide receivers that we passed on like you tell me that we we couldn't utilize tyree hill this dude might get two thousand yards receiving and in 16 games not 17 he might get two thousand yards in 16 games playing with tua imagine him and lamar jackson i think it would be kind of hard for Lamar Jackson to overthrow him. Like, I can just see bombs over Baghdad every game with them two. But, of course, Ravens fans, ah, uh, you know, he costs too much. We got to give up draft picks. What are the draft picks doing for us now? Kyle Hamilton is cool, but what is he doing to further us winning in the playoffs? What difference is he going to make? He's not. So, yeah, I mean, bump the draft. Give the picks up for established people. Could have had Stephon Diggs. Right in our backyard. Could have had him twice. Could have actually drafted him. She said, my daughter's beautiful, and she did so well with the questions. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I will surely let her know if she does not watch this stream. Says, with the QB who constantly underthrows him. No, no, Jimmy. No, Lamar overthrows. 
He just listen. He's used to throwing to Hollywood. He's used to throwing the wide receivers with speed. Our wide receivers don't have speed. And if you think Hollywood is fast, he is nothing like Tyreek Hill fast. I don't think he could. I don't think he could overthrow him if he tried. Says, so do you think a Kubiak style offense would work for Lamar? Yeah, I think it would. Um, I think with the play calling that they utilize, especially off the run game. The problem with us is we are a running team that just runs the ball and tries to pass. The Kubiak style system actually has the pass predicated off the run. Um, Matt Schaub was turned into a a pro bowler in this system. I don't know if many of y'all know who Matt Schaub was, but he was a quarterback out of Virginia. He was not really that good. And Kubiak had him looking like he was the bee's knees. Granted, he had Andre Johnson. I can't take that away from him. But that system kind of helps helps out the passing game because the run game and the pass game looks identical. So teams really didn't know. And they had this one bootleg play where they everybody the lineman went left and a quarterback bootleg right. And it would it would destroy teams. Every time he brought it to Baltimore when he did it with Flacco in Baltimore, it actually worked. And that's why uh, Flacco had one of his best years here because running that Kubiak system, it wasn't this BS that we are running right now. It says Adams close to 30 and hates Raiders. Seems like Ravens future, maybe in five years. <laughs> Listen, you say that and, it, and it's funny, but yeah, they'll trade for Devontae Adams when he's over the hill. And the Ravens fans will get so excited, like, oh, we just signed Devontae Adams. We going to the Super Bowl. Not with Tua as our quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I hope you like Tua because if uh Miami has their their choice of QBs, they're gonna trade Tua for Lamar Jackson next year. So yeah. Hey, what's going on, Tanja? How you doing? She says, hey, Lamar's sick of the offense is so slow. We have a fast quarterback, but we got long development plays. The receivers make one catch, then off the field, this offense is horrible. And she is factually correct on all of this. Um, Our offensive system is too slow. And, you know, the one thing that I noticed last year with Tyler Huntley was they got the plays out and they had actually shorter routes run with, with Huntley as a QB. And we're like, why didn't you do this with Lamar? Lamar would have to drop back and wait for people to get open 20 yards down the field. But it's third and four. Why do you have 20-yard routes on we only need four yards? Um, the plays take too long. The receivers, even on – listen, not even just the receivers, just the players in general. For some reason, when our players start to get going, our coaches pull them out the game. It's like you made a great play. Your reward is a, is a rest. So rest for these next five plays and nobody ever gets in a rhythm, especially offensively. But what do you expect from these guys? They're trying to find the right fit, the right concept. They're trying to find whatever they can to get this team going. And yes, they're sabotaging Lamar. So he doesn't get the money that, uh, that he deserves. You know, everybody conceded. They tried to do it with Hollywood. Hollywood said, Oh, you mess with my money. I need out of here. I'm going to keep it diplomatic and say it was for other reasons, but we all know it's about money. And yes, you're on the clock management. Your man Harbaugh, he's horrible with his name. Like, get the plays in. How many times did Lamar snap it with the clay, with the clock actually being at zero? And one of those penalties actually led to us getting the field goal because it took us out of range. Excuse me. Um, I don't know what we're going to do. And maybe she said, in G-Rose last season? Yes, this is G-Rose last season. I don't care how you slice it. 
why would they keep Jiro around when Lamar's not going to be here? Why? They're going to actually need an offensive coordinator to help this team win because when you bring in another quarterback, and I don't care if you bring in Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, with this roster, the way that it's constructed now offensively, nobody's going to be able to do a thing. And we're going to lose. So they're going to have to bring in an offensive coordinator that can get something else. Jimmy says, I like Lamar more than two. I think he has a better player. He just has more around him than Lamar. He does this year. We'll wait till next year when Lamar's in Miami. He's going to have all the toys. And Tua's going to struggle with Brashad Bateman and Devin DuVernay and James Prochet. He's going to go back to the Tua that we know and love. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And one other thing. I want to mention about y'all defense. I forgot to mention this. Um, the defense that y'all clamming for, because I know somebody was in here last week talking about they love defense, and that's all they know with this franchise. This defense gave up 321 yards and three touchdowns to Trevor Lawrence. And I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is a bad player, but he wasn't doing that before. They gave up uh, 11 catches for 145 yards to Zay Jones. And I know a lot of y'all watched the game. It was like, who the heck is Zay Jones? And that's what I said to you. All right. We got another donation from Anonymous. Appreciate you. Says you're right. If we had Jim Caldwell or Gary Kubiak, our offense would eat with better weapons. Oh, no doubt. And we would have won at least a Super Bowl or two going forward or before. Like we just, we've had the talent. We just lack the coaching. Now back to your defense. Fourth quarter, your defense gave up a 14 play, 79 yard touchdown drive. Your defense gave up a 10 play, 80 yard touchdown drive with two minutes left. Two minutes left. 18 points, fourth quarter. 25, 24 plays, 159 yards. With this elite defense gave up in the fourth quarter alone. And it wasn't even the whole fourth quarter. It was from six minutes on down. 159 yards, 24 plays on two drives for a defense that we said is top-notch. Just wait till people get healthy. Now, I know I'm probably going to see later on in the replay when some people watch this, they're going to say, hey, wait till David Ajabo gets healthy and plays. He's going to make the difference. Yeah, rookie that's never played a snap in the NFL doesn't know what he's doing, coming off a major injury, is going to save this team. And that's my problem with the Baltimore Ravens. Rookies are always here to save this team. But, hey, you never know. All right, y'all. So what's going on, Ken? says, I can already see the arrogance of the Ravens. Any given Sunday, it's the NFL. Facts. But, you know, John Harbaugh feels like he's the best, smartest coach ever to coach. Like nobody does it better than he does. But as we can see, that's a lie. Yeah, bro. They went. To, they did all that with no timeouts. 159 yards, 24 plays, no timeouts against what is supposed to be an elite defense. We told you on coach. We told you on coach's show when we first started doing the roundtable Ravens roundup that the roundtable that um this defense wasn't gonna be. It. Well, I'm saying at least I know I said it. Everybody was like, oh, top five. They should be top five yards and scoring and all of this. Nah. Nah. We got another donation. 
Excuse me. We got another donation. We got a dollar donation from David Njabo. Put some respect on my name and coming to save the day. Okay, David Njabo. I got you. You injured. You're going to come back and do your thing. Appreciate you. I don't know who you are. I don't know if you should. You just keep messing with me. But yeah, Njabo, uh, I'm not doubting his play, but it's a, it's a it's a pick that's wasted. It's a pick that's going to play possibly three to four games this season, come back next year, play like Marcus Peters because he's not fully healthy, come back his next year, give us a little something better than in his fourth year, maybe ball out, price himself out of Baltimore. So once again, not the pick that we wasted. Well, he's just not going to pan out at all. And still is going to be another second-round pick that we wasted. Another Bronson Kafusi, Another Camelay Correa. Another one that they just felt we had to have that contributes nothing to this team. Yeah. So it's either sabotage or incompetence. I'm going to go with the latter and the former. Okay. <laughs> okay, inside joke. We got a $5 donation from Living Energy Drink. It says, thanks for the stream. I appreciate you, Living Energy Drink. I appreciate you. You give me life. You make me continue to do these streams, and I appreciate you. <laughs> so now that you have uh, rightfully claimed your name, I'm going to call you that from now on. That's going to be our little inside joke. Yes, yes, Sergio Kendall. Listen, the list can go on and on, because even with the with the Kamala Correa and the Bronson Kafusi, Kamala Correa, we drafted in the second round. And we needed a running back. And guess who was available? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was available. But, you know, that guy felt like he knew better. And I thought if you knew better, you did better. But, unfortunately, when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, that's just not it at all. Oh, just saw it. We about to hit the minute, the hour and 30-minute mark. Well, fellas and ladies, I think it's time to call this a day. Now, once again, I would like to <laughs> I would like to stop everyone. I would like to thank everyone for stopping by, hanging out with me after this tough loss. Um, I appreciate y'all. I do this for y'all. I hope and pray that you enjoy the content that I'm putting out. Um, I'm I'm possibly thinking about putting out more. I'm thinking about maybe doing something on a Saturday night because uh, we were all sitting around last night and. It was not really much YouTube content for us to watch. So this may be something that's in discussion. Maybe one of the other members, LBHT crew, or one of my other partners might want to get up, do something on Saturday nights, give y'all something. You know what I'm saying? Try to get Raven C. What's going on, partner? Try to get him to do something last night. He was busy. I understand. I understand. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. So, you know, like I said, uh, new to the audio side of things, check me out, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your audio podcast, check me out. Give me five stars. It, it helps me out. It helps raise my ranking. You know, I like to grow. I like to see the fruits of my labors. You know what I mean? I appreciate y'all. You know, as always, like I tell y'all, oh, here y'all go with these comments. Say what? So, sure. I mean, listen, 
Saturday, a Saturday show, we could do something. We could hook up. We can link. Do something. It doesn't have to necessarily be about football. It could be about a myriad of topics. We could bring up anything. We talk about anything. Just uh, just you know, just give the people something to look at, something to inter- interact with us. I don't know. I mean, I don't really do much on Saturday night, so it's all good. Thank you, Tanja. I appreciate that. Hope you're not driving. Um, you know, we'll talk shit. You know what I'm saying? We'll talk and see what's going on. But to everybody out there, never give into conformity. Always think for yourself. Be your own person. Just don't have people make you believe that you're wrong in your beliefs and values. And more importantly, be somebody important. Be yourself. Until next time.